0: Why, hello, and welcome to another episode of double Trap Podcast. This is season one, episode six. We finally get an episode that doesn't scare the crap out of Diana. Yay.
1: And we discuss appropriate sewer attire.
0: And also, why I cannot stop saying the name Von Guldenstube. Von Guldenstube. Von Guldenstube. Right. Double gangers. Let's, <laughs> double gangers. One it. The devil's drop podcast how's it going diana
1: good 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 um you know we uh, survived our uh, pandemic holidays and um i uh, holidays aren't over well the, um, the excuse me the christmas portion of the holidays oh, okay um to be specific and uh leading into new year's this week um yeah and so things are pretty good uh just taking time off of work and it's weird because I'm not used to not working and sometimes I don't know what to do with myself but I also have eight million things I want to do with my time when I'm off and I'm getting nothing done it's kind of like I feel like I'm just chasing my tail but that's okay because at least I'm not working a lot
0: yeah yesterday I actually did have the day off and I spent it entirely on the couch watching ridiculous things I mean I did watch the new season letter Kenny which was good um then i watched a movie with the gina rodriguez who is the one from uh, jane the virgin and okay. she did this action movie called miss bala or i think it's supposed to be miss baja but they said miss bala and i don't think that's right but um <laughs> and it was basically like a very weird version of miss congeniality where she wasn't like a She wasn't a law enforcement agent, but the end, not to be a spoiler, you know, she does become a CIA agent because she kicks butt, but it was really, it was not a good movie, but I watched the whole thing because it's me. (laughs) And then I just, I think I went down a rabbit hole of true crime and watched a bunch of things on, like, uh, there's a show like, uh, What I watched the first 48 for a while, so I got a whole bunch of things about Tulsa, and there's a lot of meth heads in Tulsa. They always seem surprised about it. i like, yeah, no, of course. Like, it's Tulsa. Of course you have a bunch of fucking meth heads there. <laughs> Anyways, yeah, that was my
1: Sunday. And then I... So the question is, though, knowing you and all that true crime, did you sleep last night?
0: Uh, we're not going to talk about my sleeping right now. It's not good. I blame the pandemic. Um, well, it's... We can always blame the
1: pandemic. We can also blame the fact that Liz likes to watch a lot of true crime stuff before bed.
0: But the true crime stuff doesn't scare me, you know. It's just you know going to sleep scares me, and I don't want to talk about that, anyways. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, but uh, so today, you know, half ass worked, and then half yeah. ass tried to to be off. But but what I did accomplish today, this is the most important thing, is I got the growler open. Oh yay! It took tools. There, there may be bits and pieces of plastic that are thrown around my kitchen. Um, okay. It cannot be closed again, um, yep. so I have to drink what I can All of, of the 64 ounces tonight. All of it. Yep. All of it. It is delicious. It's their King Biscuit one, which is a kind of like an English... Sh- I have the description up, and that was on the monitor that went. So if you want to know what King Biscuit from Family Business Company tastes like, then... You can go Google it yourselves and, and go look it up uh, beyond the fact that it's good.
1: Fun. I, uh, I don't have anything fun to drink. We um, did a bunch of our, um, my family my family drinks a little bit when we gather for holidays and whatever gatherings. So um, I've made all, all the fun wintry cocktails, well, all of them. I made high rum spiced, um, high spiced rum cider um and then we had cold brew with dark high rum and then we had coleman wine and more wine and we had the post malone maison
0: nine rosé
1: where Uh, the fuck did you
0: even find okay there i had so many questions so diana sends (laughs) me this picture and she's like the post malone rosé is not that bad and i'm like i have a lot of questions
1: i'm not gonna lie it's pretty damn good
0: and then it just led down to why did Post Malone decide to have wine? Why did Post Malone decide he was a rose guy? where did you decide where did you find the post malone rose? Why did you buy the post
1: well a it's post malone i I mean if I don't know, I think he's a very likable guy, some of his music meh, but I find him incredibly likable and interesting and entertaining. so that's number one and he's a local boy in my dFW area in Dallas, Texas so. I like my local, local celebs. Um, I'd heard he made it because the internet and the, so I guess part of the motivation was that it makes, it's like one of those, that kind of makes rosé kind of makes you feel fancy and it's a light, crisp drink. So it's refreshing. And so that's why he chose to do a rosé is my loose understanding. I haven't done a ton of research on why. I just know he did um and it actually is a product of France um and I was a little worried reading some of the reviews I was afraid it was going to be like overly sweet or like just like 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 garbage rosé uh like like Karen rosé and it was not it was actually quite lovely I would drink it again um, um can I
0: ask can I ask you this question mm-hmm. how much did you have to drink before you opened that rosé
1: that was our first wine after cocktail okay. but and they were spaced out so to be I mean to be was, fair yeah to be fair it was not I was it was not my first beverage of the day however it was not it was the first wine at that time so um and everybody felt the same about it like my sister my brother uh Dave like we all actually were like oh shit this is actually really good <laughs> like and not in a I didn't doubt that it would be drinkable I just doubted how much I would like I. Would oh I doubt this. it would be drinkable but <laughs> yeah no I, I you, so post-mallow. I mean it's a it's, well, and it's like I mean it's got one of his tattoos. It's a really pretty bottle. It's a clear bottle um with with a screw top um but it's like a glass screw top thing. Anyways, and then um it's got a um, one of his one of his face tattoos is etched in. it? So, uh, yeah, um I found Flassy it at,
0: all the way I found
1: it at a place you've been with me actually in the Bishop Arts District in Dallas called Taco's Evino, which is a place that you know combines two of the greatest things on earth which are tacos and wine um and so they actually they sell by the bottle too so i went over there and picked that up for a, a little surprise for to bring over for the family to drink on christmas kind of as a novelty and then we were like shit all right i'll drink it <laughs> <laughs> all right so, so that's my that's, that's my drink necessary. review for the week so i'm low on other wine in my house dave and i drank all the garbage red last night apparently so i'm uh, onto just whatever I can find. And so I'm just, I'm drinking a Vinho verde while we uh, chat tonight, which is pretty good.
0: Exciting. But
1: yeah, so and I made it through episode six and I'm going to go ahead and go out right now and say, this one didn't have all the things that terrify me and that I hate. So I think, I, I feel like my notes are a little better because I wasn't going, oh shit, oh shit, oh shit. I was just like, oh, this is happening oh look at this and i also feel like we're getting into some character development not to get too far in but i think there was some good character development in this episode specifically uh so that's my uh my lead-in for us um as we okay so that's we to talk in about episode for, six
0: yeah episode six skin which is a great title uh this was originally aired october 18th 2005 the director uh, was Robert Duncan McNeil. Uh, he only did two episodes of Supernatural. This one, he didn't do another one until 2013. Uh, besides Kripke, we've got John Chabon as uh, the writer on this. And he wrote about five or six episodes. Um, but and Not that they weren't interesting, but then they were they're fine so i didn't i don't have much to say about them so we can just go ahead and start talking about the episode so we start off in st louis missouri yep and we see there's a tied up girl there's a bloody knife there's swat team coming to the door there's bloody handprints in the door there's laser lights in the guns so apparently there are no cats in this house <laughs> um,
1: that lights. would have been
0: fantastic. Um, no, I'm not saying <laughs> I want cats to get shot by laser beams. I'm just saying my cat would be going after all the like, laser lights. Anyway, so, okay
1: So I'd one, so one of my dogs, but that's okay.
0: Yeah. So uh, then we see SWAT coming in and they're trying to free her and she's frantically pointing the window and the camera pans and oh my God, it's Dean. Dean! Dean! Dean no! What What is going on? Was she evil? Oh my God. There's so Uh, much mystery. We don't know. Okay. And then
1: one week earlier is what we get so that we can figure out what, what is going to, what happened and led up to this moment where Dean looks like he's been doing some gnarly shit.
0: Right?
1: Yeah. So we're
0: at this gas station and Sam's in the car and boy, howdy, does he need to wash his hair? Oh, my God. I mean, this is a little, little greasy. Um, we need to move. And, you know, so the Sam Hair Watch uh, season one, it's shaggy and greasy at this point and gross just watch it goddamn hair. um so he's on an old blackberry at first i thought it was a palm pilot and then i was like no like judging by the keys like okay this is a really old blackberry but he does have a six stylus that thing brought me back to that's why i thought it was a palm palm pilot at first i was like damn like look at that stylus but yeah so he's like scrolling through the screen on this i'm like oh man 2005 you're a great technology time so had, Dean can't believe things. that he, you had a crackberry.
1: I uh, briefly had a Blackberry and, and had a Palm Pilot for a while as well. I didn't have a stylus for my Blackberry though.
0: I had a Palm Pilot, but I don't think I don't even know if it was that. really internet connected. No, like, mine wasn't. Remember. It was just like an electronic
1: I, planner and it was very fancy. And I thought yeah. it was gonna be so cool to stay super organized with all my phone numbers and my calendar.
0: Yeah. And now it's just landfill garbage. Yeah. Sorry, landfills. Yes. Um. So Dean basically is like I can't believe you're still talking to your college buddies mm-hmm. And starts having a conversation About like you know what It's just better to cut all the people out of your lives And Sam called Dean antisocial And I'm like well you know Dean's a little hotter than me right now Like you don't like people I get you I haven't seen <laughs> well, another human being in nine days Well
1: well, I, w- I would say the one, of my, the one of the things That popped in my head is I was like well I don't feel like I feel like this The show and the timeline in it is pretty like accurate, exactly, but I feel like it's like a fairly continuous timeline. So my first question, though, when when Dean asked this, like, said, "Well, you still keep in touch with your college buddies?" I'm like, "Yeah, it's been like freaking a month. What the fuck? Like, why wouldn't you? <laughs> it's not like you're like three, three years, years later. Yeah, it's been a few months, but it's not yeah. So I, and so I get that's been probably a few months, but it's not like it's like oh 10 years later i'm still keeping in touch with these people i hung out with for a week back at stanford it's you know it's people that he was it was a very recent thing too as far as these friends go is how i interpret it so i thought that was a weird question for a dean to be like oh you just cut and run boom but i think that t- is telling about dean's lack of attachment to other humans all right here we go
0: boom. yeah I, th- I think this is more about <laughs> dean than about oh, Sam. Yeah. oh yeah that's what i was, saying. I was, like, like, oh, I was like, like oh you
1: think that's weird that he's talking to these people that he's like saw like less than six weeks ago. I don't know.
0: Yeah. Um, so, but I'm also I can appreciate being antisocial. Uh, we can see that Sam's email is like law boy at Stanford, <laughs> which is great, law boy. Uh, and Sam gets an email from his friend, and Dean immediately asks if is, is she hot, and promptly loses all the points in my mind that he just gained. I feel like I want a Dean douche meter, and we could just have it go through the, the through the episode and be like, okay, you're up to a seven, and you're down to a two. And I mean, it could be hotness, it could be douchiness. I don't know. But douche on the douche canoe scale? That was up there. Yeah. Uh, but Sam's like, yo, you know, like she, you know, she, he went to school with her brother, Zach, and he's been charged with murder. And he's like, whoa. And he's like, we're going to go to St. Louis. And Dean's like, nah, it's like, not our thing. And Sam's like, uh-huh. And then Dean's like, nah. And Sam's like, uh-huh. And then finally, I'm like, okay, <laughs> I guess then we're then going they, to. And then they peel out
1: <laughs> towards St. Louis. That's pretty yeah. much how that, yeah. Um, I noticed two other little things I thought that was really funny, just in a point in this scene, just I thought it was pretty... Uh, telling scene once again first off was the going back to dean's emotional issues well because there's a lot of those in this episode um he had a uh you know him and sam both though also on this was talking about the, the difference of between lying versus omission of information like not telling them versus lying directly but that was like a little like okay a little balance which is also a nice general debate um
0: also, omission is not the same as lying. They're completely different things. Go on. Mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Con- context <laughs> matters. Context matters. Context matters.
1: Um, and also, they I feel like they made a point of showing that Dean was wearing a necklace of some kind that I had not previously noticed. Maybe I dropped the ball and was not observant of this, but he's leaning forward and this necklace is like hanging down in like Sam's
0: face while they were talking uh so yes yeah, that too. is an important thing um also mm-hmm. it's an amulet not a necklace well, i wrote excuse me i did write down <laughs> i did write down
1: necklace slash amulet in my notes okay. so i'm aware of that but i'm just saying that this, a, a piece of neck jewelry was something yes. that i had not previously noticed and i do know that it, i mean obviously in this episode it matters we'll get there but um it's. I, I, I was like, okay, that seems pretty profound. Probably not for just one episode, but that's okay. That's I understand this
0: scene. Yeah, yeah, no. And you would not know it was an amulet unless you knew canon and knew why. But also, I mean, just thinking about the type of tough boy that Dean is, like is Jean, Jean, a men necklace? generally don't. Generally, men don't <laughs> wear a lot of necklaces unless it's that crappy puka shell we saw in the earlier <laughs> episodes. But and that, he got, and, he got hey, a new Jean, necklace. Dudes, if you want to wear necklaces, more power to you. That's and great. hopefully they have like claws and maybe some skulls on them tonight. I'm wearing a cat necklace. Shocking. I know everybody <laughs> is surprised that I have a necklace with a cat on it, but what? No. I know. Anything there's a there wasn't was it's a cute necklace. Was there anything else you noticed? No, I just thought
1: thought those were pretty profound. I just want to make sure that I felt like those are things that carry out throughout the episode, kind of. um, And yeah, I want to make sure we got to them. There we go. All right. right. So
0: they do go to St. Louis. Yes. All right. So apparently the justice
1: system is very fast because they're talking about a trial
0: already happening. And I'm like, the fucking crime scene's not even done yet. What the fuck?
1: But
0: yeah, you know, it's, missouri baby. they don't have a lot to do the judges are fast they collected all their evidence you know? sure uh, so right. becky opens the door and of course she's very attractive so we know where this is gonna go and i'm like ah, oh. it's really sad that so i just see pretty women on the show and i'm like oh man dean don't do it don't do it man but you know he's gonna, uh, do, it. But you know he's gonna do it um so she starts telling the story of how Zach found his girlfriend, and it's really starting to sound like what we saw in the opening. But yes. we're like, well, that's not the same thing, but it sounds very similar. Uh, we find out that he called 911, uh, but the police still arrested him. And they said, hey, we have video. Um, but Becky's like, no, nah, I mean, he was with me this whole time. We don't know how this happened. Yep. And then Sam's like, well, Dean's a cop, so he can mm-hmm. help. And then Dean's like, no, nah, I'm a detective.
1: Of course he is from bisbee arizona
0: yeah because that's, that's where they were going to be going and actually i should have looked up to see where bisbee arizona is so it sounds like a fun place we're gonna go to bisbee it's a fun name
1: yeah i like cities like with fun names all right so they go over to the crime scene with her they talk her in because they because she believes kind of that dean might be a detective she decides to go with them and um go into the crime scene which is uh definitely not allowed because uh you're gonna taint the crime scene uh but they go anyways yeah well technically i mean it's already been collected so it shouldn't really matter yeah, yeah,
0: yeah it would just mean like any additional evidence collected wouldn't be admissible but so they go there yeah but it's also a real gross crime scene there is huh. a massive blood splatter like, blood. like this thing blood. is pretty insane yeah. uh and there's a uh, there's a puppy and the puppy's kind of mean and the it, she's and like, it used to be puppy nice used to be nice
1: yeah yeah Poor pupper. And they comment that sometimes seeing something supernatural can make a dog go from being, you know, it can traumatize an animal
0: is what they're saying, basically. Doggies get PTSD too. They do. Poor pupper. He was cute. So, and then Rebecca reveals that she stole the evidence tape, but I, I'm like, ah, oh, good for you, girl. I'm, I'm glad you're committing some crime for your brother. I mean, like really though, if his lawyer
1: had it, wouldn't they just let her see it or give her a copy? But doesn't matter. No, it's a whole different conversation.
0: yeah. <laughs> But she still, she swiped it. She thought she was being naughty. So go yep. yeah, Rebecca. And then they cut to Zach, who should be in jail, because we know it's Zach by the pictures that we saw. Yep. And he's watching a guy kiss a woman goodbye. Mm-hmm. And the guy looks at her real creepy, and we get some yellow eye flash. One thing mm-hmm. I want to know is, especially when I was writing up my notes, is we have a lot of like cuts in this. But the scenes yeah. are bumping in between each other really, That's really true. fast.
1: Yeah. Which is an I, interesting
0: directorial thing. It was. And honestly, like it was it was.
1: Cool, and it told the story well, but it slowed down my note taking. Man, I kept having to pause. I'm like, hold on, hold on, I'm not done writing <laughs> that. But but yeah, I thought it was interesting, and it helped paint the picture, if you will, of the story and the characters. But I uh, but it was a different approach. But yeah, uh, so they watch the video, and they see his eyes flash that crazy color. And so once again, they it- have creepy eyes, but they don't scare me as bad. Okay, like so
0: these eyes head. are fine, but it these is kind of rep- it's kind of a weird like
1: reptilian almost like a like a blink flash which is kind of it's just kind of gross honestly
0: yeah i think this episode's very gross not, not scary um yeah. so you know and they while they're watching the video they see the eye flash and you know sam's like well photos can catch a glimpse of the soul maybe it's a dark double like maybe it's a doppelganger Favorite subject doppelgangers and mm-hmm. uh, we'll talk about them later um then we go back we switch again and now we're at the house from earlier and the guy finds the girl whose name is Lindsay and she's tied up and she's bloody. And her boyfriend slash husband is like, ask him not to hurt her anymore. And then he goes out of the room. Yeah, and he really sees himself scary. with a bat.
1: Really, that part was really scary when he, when, so he comes home early, he's looking for her around the house and she's, and then he finds like blood finds her tied up and she's like, please don't hurt me anymore. And he's like, what are you talking about? Like, and he turns around and sees himself as with a baseball bat. Yeah. Yep. He that was, freak. it was freaky. About. It was freaky. And yeah, and so- Emily had
0: some more yellow eye flash. All right, so yellow eye flash under happen. Um, and then we're back again to the other house. All right, so now we're at the original crime scene and Dean bitches about it being five thirty in the morning. So woo hoo, <laughs> <go, laughs> anti morning people. <laughs> um And Sam's like, you know, we never saw the killer leave, and which is you know something of note too. I mean, so the police wouldn't have. It probably would have been weird if the guy, you know, Zach, but anyway, so he's like, we never saw the killer leave. So he's like, let's look around and see if we can find any evidence. And then he finds a bloody telephone pole and then an ambulance comes by and they're like, let's follow it because.
1: That was a weird, that was a weird decision. Like what? Like, Oh, so like every ambulance in town is now going to have something to do with your creepy crime. Okay.
0: In St. Louis, I'm assuming there's more than one it's ambulance. A city,
1: like there's gonna be
0: ambulances. I've been there, there's there's oh. a lot of crime there. Not no offense, St. Louis, but you've got I some like crime. I like St. Louis, yeah. I mean, I didn't say I didn't like it, I just said there's it's, some crime. I say from Oak
1: Cliff, so oh my god,
0: well, and also just in general, people having heart attacks and other reasons that like ambulances go running through a neighborhood, yeah, exactly. Anyways, so. Yeah, so they follow up and they end up at an apartment complex, and we see the guy from the last scene. He's being carried away by the cops, and we realize but they realize alive. it's a, but he's alive. Um, and I couldn't tell if his clothes were bloody or not because that was one of the things I was wondering just from a. a sherlock perspective you know like if i was yeah. the cop and i saw her all bloody i would expect him to be all bloody right. unless he changed his clothes but i would anticipate with that much blood splatter that that would have been on him but yeah. maybe this is why their law their justice system in missouri is so fast <laughs> they, just <don't, laughs> yeah. they just don't ask They're details, like, yeah, details. That's, that's fine he is like but Not yeah enough. he was driving home from a business trip and then dean's like well guess this is our kind of problem Mm-hmm. Just, yep. and then he's like well you know the shapeshifter every culture in the world has shapeshifter lore so there's skinwalkers right. there's werewolves you know there's two tacks within a block of each other that we have a shapeshifter working in the neighborhood and then uh dean's like well in the shape i think sam says in shapelifter lore could they fly and we're like, what? Mm-hmm. No. And they're like, well, because the trail ends. And then I was like, right. well, we could go, it could go down. And then I'm like, well, well, let's go into the sewer system because ew, why the fuck would you ever like, and I have lots of comments about the, the, uh, the sewer system and we'll get to it in a minute because I want do want to switch to some more talk. But go get like some booties, something. Like, I would not just go down a ladder into the sewer in my normal clothes. This seems like a terrible yeah. idea. I feel like I feel like they don't care about these things. No, but they should. They are going to have to throw out those clothes. I and mean, these stinky ass. Like you're, you can't get sewer I am going to assume that sewer fumes are going to stick on your clothes. Do you want baby to smell like a sewer? No. Oh, I don't. So yeah. So get and a And there's some plenty coveralls. of space in baby's
1: trunk for some extra clothes, you're correct.
0: Yeah, get some coveralls, you know, some sewer clothes. Like these These are the hazmat things they wear down the sewer. Because also, I am betting it's not, like, healthy to be breathing in sewer gases. Probably not. It's probably my friend upon. Oh, yeah. So,
1: all right. So they go into the sewer.
0: Yeah, and we're going to pause there because I want to talk about lore. Lore! All right. Um, And just because like they went on kind of that spiel about about shifters and they really don't go that much more into it in the episode. That was pretty much it. Um so in doing a research for this, you know, I was like, well, you know, we could talk about shape shifters, but in most of the research that's out there. They tend to be all about animal shapeshifters, right? So, you know, things turning into werewolves or, you know, uh, hyenas or whatever else, you know, skinwalkers are still like bears and foxes and they're Panthers. generally not people turning into people. Yes, you could be a werepanther, um, you know, you could be a um, or you could be a lizard replica, which is a lot of the shit that comes up now if you're trying to research shapeshifters. Oh my God. Internet, stop just stop the, the queen liz- the is liz- not a w- fucking lizard the lizard she's not a lizard. Are
1: part of the one world government that is working together behind the scenes
0: yeah i did find a lot of interesting things britney spears she's a lizard miley cyrus mm-hmm. She's a lizard. Yep. Britney Spears became one after she started getting, I think, no, it was Miley Cyrus became one after she started doing dirty things and Disney got mad. So they murdered her and then they replaced her with a lizard.
1: Oh, okay. That's yeah,
0: good to know, thing, right? So I don't think that, I don't
1: know how that worked out. Did
0: she, yeah. I don't know. I don't pay attention. I thought she calmed down. Did she not calm down? I don't I mean, know. Like, not...
1: Yeah, I mean, she's mostly, I mean, she's just like doing rock and roll now. I just wouldn't say like she's like, she's not Disney clean. <laughs> I know, but
0: interesting. All right. Good deal. Okay. Yeah. So fuck your lizard people. And eventually, honestly, there is just not spoiling of course, but I know there's going to be a season where I probably, we could probably delve into lizard replicas pretty good, but for now, we're ignoring lizard replicas and saying, fuck you, internet, stop making my research hard. So instead I thought the closest thing to what we see in this episode is going to be doppelgangers. So mm-hmm as diana and i are both fans of vampire diaries you know both of us love a good doppelganger story but according to research you know vampire diaries is not about doppelgangers so the doppel the word doppelganger is german for either double walker or double goer depending on who you talk to um so really it's a ghostly or paranormal phenomenon where non-biologically related look alike or a double of a living person. So basically it's a paranormal double. And it's not the same, like don't confuse that with a dead ringer, right? Because I know I I either have doppelgangers or dead ringers. Cause I often travel to cities and people know me. And I'm like, I haven't been to the city. Or, you know, this happened like in Seattle a few months ago. And this woman was like, Oh, well, you come in here and eat all the time. I'm like, no. I, I don't, I don't come in here and eat, but and I don't I thought, look like a lot of is I'm learning. I thought, I thought a doppelganger, I thought that was the whole thing.
1: Like everybody has a double kind of a deal. Like I thought that was alive so a live person. So a double thing. is,
0: yeah. So the not paranormal version, that's just a double. It's a dead ringer, yeah. right? So that is because, some people say, there is a limited amount of traits that human beings yeah. can produce based on chromosomes. So mm-hmm. it is statistically likely you'll have somebody who looks like you. Yeah. because we can only make so many combinations of people uh, but a doppelganger is actually like a copy it's a copy of you of you the person itself oh. well thank you for making so, it creepy yeah so <laughs> now it's creepy is, all right and you know as we go further into the episode you know where you know he's got you know dean's memories and downloading them that's why i thought this was a little closer to it and the theory of doppelgangers have been around for a while. Um, so, like, ancient Egyptians had a version of this with the existence of a ka, which is a spirit or a spirit double. Um, Norse mythology has a type that's called a vardorger. Var- I don't know I don't know Norwegian, but vardorger. Um, but, so that's, they say it's kind of like reverse deja vu, where they would see, like, the double of a person coming to do something before the person actually did it. So, like, if you were going to, like, some like going and lighting a fire before you were going to light a fire. That's cool. Yeah.
1: Those Norwegians have some badass I
0: like mythology. Norwegians. Yeah.
1: Norse mythology is um, awesome anyways, but go ahead.
0: It is. Um so but that one wasn't necessarily bad. In general, though, uh, if you see your doppelganger, it's a bad omen. It's, it's generally a side. Right. But there's been a lot of historical cases. So uh, a lot of people, famous people, have, have said to see their doppelgangers, including Goethe, Queen Elizabeth I, Percy Shelley. Uh, Lincoln is pretty famous for having said that he saw his doppelganger more than once. Mm. Um, sh- shortly after he was elected, he said he saw a double reflection of himself in the mirror. and he said the second reflection looked weak and paler and mary was like no 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 this is a bad thing it means you're not going to make it to see your second term (laughs) one of my favorite versions of this is Catherine the great not because not just because i love her story even though she was kind of evil but um so she was lying in her bed one day when these servants came in and they told her they just saw her enter the throne room and she's like no i'm sleeping in my bed so she went out to investigate and they found her doppelganger just sitting on the throne so they she said to shoot it (laughs) so they shot her doppelganger um did that did it work do we know
1: that's why we don't
0: we don't know literally like there's no documentation what happened to the doppelganger itself i think it just disappeared but she did natural it has to yeah, but Catherine died shortly yeah. after this. No. So no. it was maybe an omen, but I also just like the fact that in. <laughs> She's just like, I'm that, ain't, that ain't me shooting. <laughs> that ain't me Shoot that bitch. That would also be my reaction. Like, that's not I'm, me shooting.
1: I'm, I'm taking a nap. Go fucking <laughs> shoot her. That's not me. That's. <laughs>
0: yeah i yeah. love that story so that's but what, we're gonna talk about one of the most um talked about cases and that is of emily sagay or sagay if you're gonna get super french um i'm not gonna get super french because never, i never want to be super french um <laughs> sorry french people um so some people are they say you know it's one of the most documented cases of a doppelganger and i don't think that's true i think it's just one of the more repeated stories of a doppelganger um And where this really comes from is there was an American writer named Robert Dale Owen, and he was told the story by Julie Von von Goldenstube, and she was the daughter of Baron Von Goldenstube, and I'm going to say Goldenstube as many times as I can. Okay as you should so yeah so robert owen published a story in a book called uh, footfalls on the boundary of another world in 1860 so according to julie von Goldenstube, uh she <laughs> she really did exist by the way she and her brother were spiritualists so yay more spiritualists um In 1845, when von Goldenstuva was 13, she attended a school that I am not going to fucking attempt to pronounce, but a very fancy boarding school uh, near Volmar in what is now Latvia. And that's where she met her teacher, Emily. Now, Emily was born in Dijon, France in 1813. Uh, So by all accounts, she was attractive, she was smart, and all the students and teachers generally liked her. But before she started working there, it was said that she had been employed in 18 different schools in the past 16 years. And so the school board was like, well, we're kind of concerned about your employment history. This is not, you know, a good sign of, why were you fired all those times? And She's like, no, nah, it's all good. It's all good. Um, so, you know, she, she starts teaching and everybody likes her. And then she's teaching a class of 13 students and she's writing on the chalkboard and all of a sudden these students start seeing another copy of her writing on the chalkboard next to her. But she's not actually, you know, writing on it. Um, She's just mimicking the movements of what Emily was doing. So they're like, wow, we just saw like two of our teacher and, it, and Emily has no idea this is going on. She's like, well, la, 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 writing the lesson on the board and nobody believes the students. Then uh, the second time she was eating lunch and the doppelganger is now standing behind her and mimicking the way that she was eating. So she's sitting down eating a sandwich and now there is a ghost version of her behind her doing the same exact hand movements. Uh, Although another one said that it was, she was serving food in the cafeteria and then um, a teacher saw her next to herself doing the same hand movements and stuff. That's real creepy. Are people not
1: freaking out about this? I mean, I feel like if this was me and I saw like, especially more than once, I'm like, Why the fuck does this bitch have this ghost version of herself fucking following her around all the time? Because this is sketchy. Well,
0: according to the story, at this time, it's just the students. And they're like, you little rich bitches. Like, you're real bored and you're making shit up. Um, So the the biggest account, though, um, was said to be witnessed by nearly 50 students. So in this time, uh, Emily's outside and she's in the garden and there's another teacher in the room. And so there's another teacher watching the children while she's working in the garden. Um, so what the, that teacher, then the real person gets up and leaves the room. And then seconds later, Emily comes in and she walks down and she sits in the empty chair and the students didn't think anything of it until they looked out the window and Emily was still working in the garden. (laughs) <laughs> so um so and then two. this uh, some of the students got up and they like approached the doppelganger and they reached out and touched it and they were able to like put their hands through it and they said it was like cobwebs um, and then after they touched it it went away oh. so later on emily told you so- officials so you she'd been creepy. outside picking flowers but, and she had not seen, you know, her her Doppelganger twin. In fact, she's never said to have seen it. Uh, but she did say that she wished that she was in the classroom supervising the children. Um, so basically every time this happens, she would become really tired and powerless afterwards after the thing manifested, but the race was doing things that she was always thinking about doing. So it was almost like it was like her second, like I want to be in two places at once or other things. It's just basically something that's manifesting out of her. So really this kind of started happening a lot of times. You have a cat above your head. Yes. Sorry, podcast people. The cat just jumped on my head again. Uh, So this, you know, the, the apparition starts happening more and more and when the, the girls, the parents of the girls start taking their kids out of school because they're like, this shit's weird. And then, but although she was just, you know, everyone said, well, she was a really good teacher except for the fact that she had this ghost twin that was next to her all the time. And eventually the school was like, we can't handle you having a ghost twin and they fired her. Um, so uh, proof of this being in existence, I don't know. There was a family named Sagat or Saget um Jean in, in the correct time period but there's no conclusive historical proof to legitimize the story uh, so while they were there you know you could say yes it was kind of true but so has anybody's ever seen any other truth beyond something that derives from Robert Owens and let us know you know hit us up on Instagram or send us an email um uh, I was only able to find things that just seemed to echo that original one and retold it. Uh, there's a lot of versions of it and a lot of them use the same picture over and over again that it has nothing to do with this. And it's just this weirdest Victorian picture of like one mm. woman like in a corset, one woman out of a corset. It's a creepy picture but has nothing yeah. to do with doppelgangers, just a bunch yeah. of twins. So stop posting that picture. I mean, like that'd be freaking, pretty freaking traumatizing
1: for this lady though. Like she keeps like, like everybody's like, oh, there's a ghost-ass version of you following you the fuck around or in doing what you're thinking about doing all the time, but you can't see her and she's getting you fired because she exists.
0: Like That'd be very upsetting. I would be really mad if she got me fired. That'd be like, dude, ghost bitch, stop it. Like, yeah. And also, like... She's like, I'm always tired after it happens. <laughs> so I'm like, I was I'm like, be was about that
1: too. I'm like, I have shit to do. I don't have time to be tired because you felt like fucking wandering off somewhere and getting me fired.
0: Well, you know, and if you're gonna pretend to do these things, can you actually do them? But, you yeah, know, like- I mean, if I'm a <laughs>
1: doppelganger, like fucking doing shit, I was thinking about doing. Actually, do it, please, instead of just like being in the way. Like, let's let's make shit happen. Let's fucking let's clone and do shit. Get shit <laughs> done.
0: That's what yeah, we do. I mean, I I personally would be okay with having a clone, just not a lazy one. I'm a lazy enough. <laughs> like, can I get a clone that wants to do my stuff so I can lay on the couch and watch the first forty eight and figure out about meth heads in Tulsa? You know, the, the, those things are helpful. You just draining my energy <laughs> while you sit there and like pretend to write on chalkboard. That is not healthy. So, no, not helpful. Anyhow. not not a, not a helpful
1: doppelganger at all. So. Well, that's pretty crazy. That's not like I said that's I mean the doppelganger is just a term that's always so interchangeable with the concept of the dead ringer or the the um double that everybody's you know it's always interchanged with it, I think by most people. and uh, so I was an interesting take on it now it's fucking creepy. so
0: thanks for that. <laughs> oh, sorry. you're like, I finally have an episode that wasn't creepy, and then Liz made it, so yeah. you are welcome. yeah,
1: thanks that's for that
0: all right so all right so now we're back we're back and i think we did you know so into the sewers where we were leaving off yeah and dean's finding some gooey gooey stuff gross it's a melted face on the fucking ground it was real gross it was real Mm -hmm. gross uh that means
1: whatever this thing is is shedding somehow
0: yeah that's just real nasty um so we get some nasty super shit Try and, and then we come out. back up, and we get to see trunk yay trunk is a hero of the story um so we're back to trunk yeah and we're told that shapeshifters can be killed with a silver, silver bullet to the heart um so then rebecca calls sam she's like oh uh-uh, the lawyers are up i told the lawyers i think you were at the crime scene one bitch why would you do Five, that
1: you stole the fucking video you know you're not supposed to be at the crime scene and then you're, you're gonna go
0: tell the fucking lawyers the and you way. didn't find anything at the crime oh, scene like what? if you had found something at the crime scene yes. i can get being like hey okay. you know i went in there and i saw this and they'd be like well this evidence is not okay because you you know <laughs> but maybe we we'll figure
1: out a way to make it work i don't know yeah
0: i don't like, know like, but then she's like, like
1: random and like bt dubs totally went and to like violated the crime scene and brought this guy who said he's a fucking detective but had no credentials it's cool right oh and i stole that video from you like that's this is that's becky <laughs> fucking <laughs> becky
0: fucking becky, yeah, becky.
1: So, so but but so, she does but this is the cop so the attorneys look into dean and
0: realize that he's not a fucking cop not a detective at all yep. they also did it. some fast work on this too like yeah. fast lawyers fast legal system yeah. i don't know if this is a place you want to get arrested at or not but you know <laughs> people are on top of things one extreme or the other
1: either really do or really don't but yeah so she's pissed for sure she's
0: pissed she hangs up on him and then dean's like hey man see that's why it's just better to be alone and yeah. to be alone when you got a lot of fucking guns can he's like look at my pretty gun and then they and put team. their guns
1: in the back of their waistbands
0: Yep, I also have a note on this. So like, oh, oh, up, they have these amazing—they
1: have these amazing weapons. They've got this lovely trunk with space for all these amazing weapons, and these motherfuckers can't buy a holster that's worth the shit because there's plenty of very discreet holsters, very comfortable holsters, very easy to use holsters that are not shoving a gun in your waistband of your fucking jeans.
0: Yeah, so unsafe gun safety tip don't put your gun in the back of your jeans when do you want a gun in your ass crack that's that's Ew. just not comfortable um when you sweat
1: then the gun's gonna be yeah it's not secure that's the biggest thing
0: damn it sam anyways um so yes both i and i were offended by their gun safety was um, <laughs> so mad i was like i was like oh cool Wait, the fuck what the fuck are they doing
1: how do they not have great holsters is my note <laughs> there you go
0: <sighs> oh. so i'm um, like God, it's so easy Does it put a holster back there it like, was oh yeah i'm like i'm sure
1: i'm sure there's some people from fans that would really like to see these gentlemen in shoulder holsters because that can be
0: quite that would be sexy look. i would Just take that
1: I'm a um the
0: shoulder holster, but if you're going to put in your pants just use a back, use a use a holster back there they exist yeah. uh okay so we go back down the sewers and i again i'm like gross throw out your shoes <laughs> because that's not getting off your shoes either put, yeah. some, put some wellies on man get some
1: you know waiters
0: so uh so they're so they're down there and then bum, bum, bum. Oh, wait. So before they get to it, so oh. they're walking past oh. and Dean does have this really great line where he's like, uh, I think we're close to its lair. And Sam's like, pourquoi? How do you know? It's like, because there's another puke-inducing pile next to your face. <laughs> and I thought that was hilarious. <laughs> and yeah. also what I would line. do to my friends or my brothers and not be like, hey, look out and just be like, yeah, we're close. Because <laughs> there's puke right next to your face. Uh-huh.
1: Yeah. Gross. Yeah yeah that's a sibling thing for sure um but yeah so then they then excuse sorry i was jumping ahead they get uh approached by the the the, the thingy shift shifter whatever the fuck he is um and he still looks like the businessman who was arrested but survived um attacking his significant other um so he hasn't we know he sheds because there's been stuff shedded obviously he but shedded, shedded shedded. It sounds like shedded. I'm just like saying. No, no, no. he, but shedded but, right but he, obviously he has not I, I don't know what other word. molten this this character yeah, yet. <laughs> he,
0: had, he didn't shed the bad yet. Um,
1: <laughs> so anyways, and his eyes do the crazy flashy thing. So you know that it's the bad guy. That's how you know. Um and uh yeah, they start fighting and there's a lot of running around with guns drawn, which is
0: well yeah and then sam I shoots at it
1: too,
0: okay. yeah well sam shoots su- at it and in in like i'm just like oh you're hitting so much metal and he misses and i'm like this is the second time we've seen t- sam be really bad at shooting things and i don't know if he decides needs to like go take some lessons go with the range but he's not hitting anything like he couldn't use a flare gun and now he can't shoot with us so Anyway, so it runs and and they climb out of the sewer. Yep. Um, and, they and they're running up. around
1: p- around people with guns drawn. That's when I
0: was like. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> like, and I was like, and like chasing well, and it's clearly Gas Town. If you've ever been in Vancouver, like this is clearly like no mistaking, they're in Gastown. Uh so they're running through Gastown, I mean St. Louis. Um <laughs> and so yeah, they're just like, la 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 la, nobody notice my gun as I run through here for fun. And people are like ducking. <laughs> so nobody notices. They're all drunk. Uh that's what happened. I don't know what part of St. Louis it would be in, but yeah. in a gas town. They'd all be wasted. Uh so they come back up and we went back and they decide to go to the car. And a car passes in front of Dean, and we're like, oh no, yellow eyes. That's not Dean. Womp, womp. They're like, that happened fast. So mm-hmm. And they get back to the car and then we get some Texas shout outs. Whoop, whoop. So Dean asks Sam if he has the keys and Sam's like, "I'm going to be smart here. Didn't dad once face a shapeshifter in San Antonio? Mm-hmm. And then Dean's like, no, that was Austin. Austin. And it wasn't a shapeshifter. It was a psychic projection. Remember? Like, oh, I didn't catch him. And Sam seems mollified. And then Dean opens up trunk and he is also enamored with trunk. He's like, fuck yeah, this thing is pretty. And mm-hmm. so he's to draw little hearts around it. And he's like, this is the best trunk I've ever seen. Hashtag yeah. team trunk.
1: Who doesn't like team trunk? For sure
0: teen shot so sam is then like he's smart enough to know it's not dean because he caught it the keys with the wrong hand and his shoulder was injured and the big dean just hits him with a crowbar yeah because sam
1: hesitated sam had the chance to take him out and he hesitated because even though he knows it's not his brother it looks like his brother so he hesitated
0: he, he's not catherine the great he's not just like shoot the bitch like yeah, that's not obviously. me shoot it um, obviously. so we go back to the sewer oh my god the- they've got to smell so bad. so
1: bad so, so
0: bad everyone's <laughs> so stinky you know? well now
1: at this point why it's a good thing they didn't bother like changing into some gear at some point because these clothes are all going to be ruined anyways so
0: you know. yep and so sam's tied up and like he's tied up around his neck which is like a very weird thing at least to me i don't in general in in tv show mantras you generally just don't see people tied up around their neck
1: true very true,
0: very uh, true. i mean it may it makes sense i mean you could probably do less things if you have a rope around your neck but all right uh, then fake dean bitch slaps the fuck out of him he's just like bam and i mean the, we can tell that fake dean is starting to get dean's memories and you know he's like deep down i'm just jealous you got to have friends everyone's gonna leave me and then starts taunting and like even fake Dean is gross. You know, they, you know Dean would bang her if he had the chance. I'm like, oh man, like all of you are just gross. Uh, leave, leave, stop hitting on Rebecca. Um, but yeah, I mean, this is also so, for character development. I'm sure this you've is got huge a pity for in you.
1: character development. Absolutely, yeah. So I mean, a couple of the comments that the the shifter thing makes is like, I'm I want to learn about you and your family, and so that's your kind of first window into that. This is not just oh a carbon copy or a superficial duplicate of someone I mean obviously we got that a little bit a hint of that with the question about um the cities and and the throwing of the keys but this is where he's taught he mentions like that he's um really he he explains that he's actually getting Dean's thoughts the longer he stays in Dean's skin if you will so uh, I, I thought it, it, it's kind of dark I mean we're getting Dean's Dean is fake dean as i started making notes so i wouldn't make myself insane fake dean is basically vocalizing some of his most negative internal thoughts without the emotional attachment to these thoughts and comparison comparing himself to sam's experiences um and he does that the 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 fake dean does this in this scene and in a later scene as well but i think it really like as as cool and as tough and like blase as uh as dean likes to pretend to be this really reveals a lot of his insecurities and his inner demons and inner battles so he's still a fucking perv but he's like a little bit more he's more of a sympathetic character at this point that makes sense and you see his perspective a little more because it shows hey he made a choice that he felt he had to make right or wrong to do live this life and you know him and sam have he's got some he's I wouldn't say resent Sam, but he's got some issues with Sam because Sam chose a different path and blah, blah, blah. So that kind of a, that kind of part, I think that part of the relationship is really coming out with the fake Dean who can vocalize all these things without emotion. Yeah.
0: Ooh, awesome. All right. So all right. then fake, I like how we both call him fake Dean in our notes. This is what I call yeah. him fake Dean. Mm-hmm. It was confusing so otherwise. Fake, yeah. So fake Dean covers Sam with a blanket. I was like, okay. <laughs> yep. Like Do, like a parrot? Parrot? <laughs> <laughs> I was like, like, was like- creating him? <laughs> like if I just cover you with a blanket, nobody will know you're here. You're covered in a blanket. Okay. Um so then we flashed and we're at Rebecca's house again and she opens the door. And is it Dean? Is it fake teen? We don't know. <sighs> And uh, whichever Dean is charming his way inside and everything that's coming out of his mouth, you could see like normal Dean saying, right? So you still mm-hmm. like, they're not really giving it away. It's right. Like, well, yeah, you know, uh, but then we see that Dean is tied up too. So we're like, okay, so now we know it's fake, fake Dean, Dean Rebecca. Mm-hmm. And so they're sitting in front of the fire and fake Dean is going through the truth out there speech. <laughs> And then she says, "It's a gen- what is it? A genetic freak?" And that does not go over well because we, we now we've turned into the shapeshifter issue. He yeah. does <laughs> is not like. Yeah. He does not like being called a freak. No, he was not. He was not happy with that assessment from her,
1: as he was trying to give like the sympathetic like
0: if i was just somebody was just picked on so much and they've made themselves evolve (laughs) yeah because they had to become something else so then we flash back we're back at regular dean and he is breaking off the ropes and oh my god has the greatest face ever as he's trying to get these ropes off it was just hysterical and it was so cartoony and i loved it a lot (laughs) um so sam is now telling dean that you know fake dean is downloading his memories and he's like what like a vulcan mind melt and i'm like mm-hmm. all right star trek um and then it's like maybe that's why we're so alive because he needs a, the psychic connection right and sam's like we've got to call the cops and dean's like we're gonna put an APB out of me like this seems like a bad idea and it really does if we think about it because he's yeah. like "Well, this is what we gotta do i'm like yeah but how are you gonna go in and save the day if the cops see you and then they arrest you mm-hmm. Hmm. yeah um yeah. so we go back to the house and Vic dean is making the moves on becky and he's like i'm so alone i'm close to no one all he wants is someone to love him and i'm like fuck you man quit your whiny ass bullshit and this is never going to work on a chick if you're a no. chick who gets turned on or wants to help some guy who's like and then I was all alone i just need somebody to love me you probably need to work on your own self-esteem um everybody needs a human touch now and then yes we do we need a human touch but I, was like, I haven't seen a goddamn person in so many weeks. I don't even know where, oh, what a human touch is like. Um, but anyways, uh, that that type of manipulation just makes me so angry. Yeah. Um, and then fake Dean makes some super bad moves, including like some oh. tongue lick, ear licking. And I was like, oh, like you're yeah. awful. Like no wonder you have to like tie up girls yeah. and then, like get anything. Yeah. I wonder what, Ew, you went straight in gross. for an ear suck? Ugh. Ugh. Um, so Becky gets away. Not, not not recommended as move number one. Yeah, if you're a dude listening to this or a chick listening to this, and you want to make the move on somebody, straight for the ear lick. Don't no. recommend it. Nope, no, no nope. But like, one, like you could miss, you could end up having a wet willy situation. <laughs> like it's, there's a oh. lot of hazardous things. I'm not saying that I'm opposed to a good, you know, good ear chew. You know, like those are those are all good things, but not what you start off with. It's creepy. Mm. That's our first move. Nope. Mm-hmm. Um anyway so she is not a fan of this so yeah, good for you, rebecca. She
1: is, <laughs> she's she like, is not happy with this decision yeah. of his at all
0: she seems to have what she thinks highly of herself good good for you rebecca it's like back the fuck off my brother's in jail you're supposed to be helping me you fucking douchebag
1: you lied to me blah 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 she thinks it's real dean doesn't know it's fake dean but yeah yep. so she's pissed so she and did, he freaks yeah. out
0: yeah so she goes to call the cops too and he ties her up with a phone cord so this is why i guess landlines are sometimes in handy but even if you had a landline these days you still wouldn't have a phone cord uh probably not probably not but maybe in 2005 there were still remnants of it um so now we're back and we're at the scene we're at the beginning and she's tied up and bloody and i noticed like why did he put a bandage on her head
1: (laughs) maybe maybe he didn't want to die yet No, that one was just bleeding a lot because you know head wounds do that
0: head wounds do bleed but it's just the weirdest like first aid moves like i'm gonna tie you up and beat you but now i'm gonna put a bandage on your head
1: Like like i really want you to die but i'm very concerned about the amount of blood you're losing from your head right now it's very very conflicted
0: Yep. So SWAT's moving in. We see Fake Dean. He throws a knife at the cops, um, and he jumps off the balcony. And they are opening a ridiculous amount of fire.
1: And I'm like, (laughs) hold on. Like, I'm just saying. So Fake Dean is running fairly well, and Dean runs fairly well, whatever. But it's not like superhuman running here. What? How are these cops? None of them with these freaking. And they're like shooting. Like it's almost like. Almost full auto. Like I'm like, mm, yeah, no. Military, he doesn't use that even. So that would be at least three run bursts, but okay. And they still
0: couldn't hit him. None of them. Like, so okay, things we've learned about St. Louis during this episode. Your justice system moves really fast. Your tactical team is outfitted. So, they gave you some massive fucking guns. All and the none gear. of you gets super shit. All the gear,
1: no range time. <laughs> <laughs>
0: I was like, really, really? Yep, yep. So no, he doesn't get hit. He's running faster than all the guys. And we get back to the sewer, and then we get to okay. So oh. Dean takes off his shirt, and I'm like, yay! And then he starts yeah, like, shedding. Oh. I'm like, oh. And then I'm like, oh god, not the nails! Oh god, no, no, no! Nails are the popping out. Oh, the nails and, and the teeth the popping teeth, out. The teeth it was... are popping out. And I'm like, oh! It was so oh. vile <laughs> and so <laughs> gross. And I'm just like, and then he starts peeling off his skin, which I was like, well, that's probably somewhat satisfactory, just like pulling <sighs> off your sunburned skin. Like, does he feel like that when he's pulling it off? He's just like, oh yeah, <laughs> like, I just get that layer off.
1: Which I you mean, know, at least it can distract you from your teeth and fingernails falling out. Yeah. Um, so I have notes about the song that was playing on this part. Me Actually, too,
0: but I liked it. Yeah. So, so go with your notes on the song, and then I can. So I, I, you know, a
1: good old. Uh, uh, good old shazam to the rescue on this one um to, to identify this song uh, it's how I, what i do drink while i'm watching the episode and i try to cross reference and uh so the song is called actually called mary by uh the death riders and um i was like oh shit what else they do i like this song so i kind of went down a little bit of a brief rabbit hole they only released one album ever um but they did get a lot of film credits actually even with that one album or several i should say the album was called soundtrack for depression um mm-hmm. but uh, the um, the uh, bass player is actually Blasco from Rob Zombie's band. And he was between tours and kind of just not really doing stuff with Rob Zombie's band at the time. And um, came across this band that uh, called Midnight Riders uh, with uh, Johnny Coffin of Coffin Case, which is a very popular um, equipment, uh, or musical equipment uh, case company. Uh, and that's the lead singer actually. <laughs> or lead singer guitar player i'd have to double check again um
0: lead singer is neil Neil Turbin.
1: okay so sorry i'm sorry so he was the guitar player is uh johnny coffin
0: and so
1: blasco ended up joining the band blasco the band had one album uh that was it um and 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 they don't exist anymore unfortunately because i was like i'd like to see what they did but uh blasco from the one who kind of Brought them a little bit of fame and, and notoriety because coming from rob zombies world uh now actually plays with zach wilde band uh but they are considered a horror punk band which is something in our yeah,
0: we, did, we did a little good horror punk and i can elaborate a little bit more on the lead singer so neil Turbin, because i also I was like oh what song is this because i was like yeah. i liked it so um because this this is the inner wheelhouse um so what else so neil Turbin actually was one of the first singers for anthrax um oh, and he's oh, in the, about that yeah and he's actually in the Metal Hall of Fame which I also found out there is a Metal Hall of Fame. And so um LA I don't know if it actually exists but there's like like he got inducted by Dio um and so the many, there's many fun facts about Neil Turbin, including the fact that you can take vocal lessons from him online. Um, and he will teach you any kind of singing style you want. Uh, so you can learn how to do blues or other things like that. So he's got quite a repertoire of things online. So we go like, so Death Riders, yes, um, just that one album, but they still, they played around I saw something like 2019 of them playing. Um, he also has another project that's like uh, Neil Turman, Islos, um, which is, yeah. So he's got a bunch of stuff out there so yeah we both went down rabbit holes with this and uh, yeah. i also really appreciate it I don't know if you saw the album the cover art for uh for soundtrack soundtrack for depression and it was like this vampire chick it's vampire and- yeah and she because i heard their music was used in the documentary about her oh i didn't know that Ooh. that was one of the song
1: one of their songs was used in it and that was one of their film credits boom there
0: you go, there you go. so that was a fun tangent yay yeah. we both like yeah. the song that Yay. was a good choice if you're rep- replacing music. Good, good choice on that one, Netflix. Yes. Or whoever. Yes. We'll have to figure out, I need to figure out who is doing the music score for Netflix versus, we'll have to, Person. I'll make that rabbit hole one day and yeah. figure out how, how those decisions are being made. Um. Anyways, okay, so now, like, so. that's done. There's piles of skin and teeth everywhere. <laughs> that's um, gross. Yeah. And they're outside a TV appliance store, which I don't think those exist. Cause, yeah, because
1: Sam and Dean have escaped and they're yeah. walking around and now they're like oh shit we need to go figure this shit out and there's already they're standing, uh, the the classic scene in from television and film of them standing in front of a tv store and there's a wall of tvs but basically they very 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 quickly got out a sketch of him um this police the the
0: police is on it man like, yeah, they're yeah. fast they the picked up shit fast you know so yeah way to go st louis pd and- <laughs> so and you know dean wants to go and find that handsome devil and kick his ass i'm like oh yeah you do uh, so they decide to find baby because they're like we need weapons so yeah, like that's you know the
1: very the very that's just, that, that's probably the saddest part of this episode it's when we realize that fake dean has baby and took off with her without them and they have to go find you know, baby
0: and after the baby now smells like sewer um so they went and they're like you know what we need we need trunk we need trunk. We need some weapons. So they're like, Yeah, we're going to go find it. And Dean's like, Cool. We found it. Something went right tonight. And you never say that because that's just, Mm-mm. it's going to jinx your ass. Mm-hmm. So then the cops show up and Tam says he'll hold them off. <laughs> what the fuck? Like, how are you going to hold off the cops? Like, whatever. He um, just
1: lets himself get arrested.
0: Yeah, and Dean's like, I won't go into the sewers alone, which you should never do. Again, yep. don't go in the sewers. Uh, and so we go back, and Dean's got trunk. He's like, hey, I got to pull a weapon out of you, trunk.
1: Reunited.
0: And it feels so good. (laughs) All right. So but he does go back down to the Uber Grow sewers and we see some a real gross skin shrine. And then there's a blanket on somebody and I don't understand some more blankets. And so I guess we get these big surprises and it's Rebecca. And we're like Oh no. So then we go to Rebecca's house and we see Rebecca with Sam like oh no more shifty madness. Yeah, this is Sam got away Friday. from
1: the cops. So Sam got away from the cops and went and met up at Rebecca's like they were supposed to fucking do. But no, Sam had to go around to the by himself and that's where he runs into what he thinks is Rebecca but it's actually fake Rebecca.
0: it's fake Rebecca and then fake Rebecca uh pops him on the back of the head with a bottle. Um, and then we see some more gross skin um And then we're back to fake Dean. So we've got Sam lying on the floor in a weird position. uh, Fake Dean's like, you need to appreciate your brother more. Fair. That's not true. Fake Dean stabs a pool table. And I was really (laughs) affected by this. I'm like, you know how hard it is to replace felt on pool tables? Yeah,
1: but it was very strategic and important too
0: well yeah but why are you leaving a knife like there's i mean i get it plot thing plot That's device but but still i'm like ruining a fucking pool table you're giving your guy a knife because you're just leaving yeah. it there you're ruining the knife because you're putting yeah. a blade into woods so this is no longer going to be sharp Mm-hmm. fake dean you have not got the right memories i
1: uh, <laughs> hasn't gotten there he hasn't gotten his tactical memories yet is that what it is no,
0: the tactical memories have not come back so then we get uh, a fake dean and a real sam fight and then mm-hmm. fake dean sam is not doing well um, no no yeah no he's sam losing. Is
1: not a greatly impressive fighter i'm just gonna say like he's he's
0: at this point, yeah, I mean, he had good moves, but, you know, he still, so, like, if you look at the size in between them, like, you would see, I mean, I guess Dean would be faster because he's, like, smaller. Yeah. But it should seem like Sam has the advantage, but... Anyhow, uh, so fake Dean is now choking out Sam, and then Rick Dean comes in and shoots himself. Um, fake Dean. Which,
1: so yeah, which is a little bit shocking. I, I was like, oh, shit, when that happened, because... That's some like, I don't know. That's kind of, I'm trying to think of how to word it even.
0: Psychological trauma. That also yeah, slightly yeah, cathartic.
1: Yeah. I mean. Yes. Yes. All of those things. All of those things. It's going to be a, a deeply traumatic experience to shoot your quote unquote fake self who has been pretending to be you and doing horrible shit. Like that's like, whoa. Yeah. And
0: then we see Dean take his amulet back. So Diana, yes. Yes, I saw that. So
1: it was almost like the shapeshifter even either was using that because he had to I don't know if he had to have a piece of the person
0: to shape to shift into them or if he just
1: stole the fucking amulet. I don't know.
0: Maybe he was just like, This is a cool necklace. I want
1: I like this necklace, I'm gonna wear it. Yeah.
0: Or maybe just knew like, oh, this would be an obvious towel if he doesn't have a dog. Oh, I don't know. So Dean takes exam and went back. Um, and then we kind of, we go back and we have Dean's looking at another map. And I'm like, wow, man, you guys are really making, putting the map business, map people in business. Yeah. Um, I guess this is before, you know, too much Google Maps or, you know, GPS. Yeah. Um, and so, you know, Sam and Rebecca are talking and, you know, he gets to kind of, Sam gets experience what it's like to, you know not be omitting things from his friends Ooh. and to really tell the truth and it looks like it feels pretty good to him to be like i have someone i can be honest with
1: which i mean at this point does he really have a fucking choice i mean like this bitch has seen this shifter thing turn into all these other people now and like have a fight to the death in her house it's like you can't really be like no 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 no. you just imagined it all it's cool like he's yeah. kind, of, kind of half to t- she's
0: kind of yeah, half happy, to t- but. At the same time, like now that he's got someone that, you know, and he's like, well, it's gonna be a while before I will talk to you. And I'm like, you should talk to her all the time. You have a friend who knows things. Now you have somebody to talk to, but you know, yeah. Uh, But she's like, you know, this has got to be pretty lonely. And he's like, nah, I got my bro. Like, you know, but like, yeah, you know, Having a, another friend outside of that might be might be good for you, Sam, but okay. Um, so we find out that cops are, play, are blaming Dean Winchester for the murder of Sam's girlfriend. They have all this evidence and Dean yep. is dead.
1: And Dean so- is dead. That was my big like, what the fuck? Because I mean, well, I mean, at this point, I know that either it's going to be Dean's wanted or dead. One of the two. It has to be because uh, they showed his picture all over the fucking news. People have witnessed it. All these things. So I feel like this is going to be an ongoing situation in the plot when you know one of the guys is dead and his picture's everywhere.
0: Well, I mean, but also it's not like they say they're themselves that often, right? Like Sam was the only one who's probably living—he's living the most honest life because he actually is enrolled like under his name and social security number. It's not like Dean has a job anywhere. Like it's not like anybody's yeah. doing any background checks on him.
1: Yeah, I mean, I guess and he he's a fucking drifter, anywhere, but still, like I was like, oh, that seems like his picture though yep well
0: i mean maybe people also aren't paying attention to the news and they're leaving st louis so (laughs) that's fair Um, okay i was just saying yep so okay so now you know we're driving away we're getting our bro moment and dean you know tells sam that you know hey you know i'm sorry you can't be like a regular guy and sam's like you know i didn't really fit in even when i was at college and dean's like haha it's because you're freak a freak and like so is he (laughs) Uh, and i feel like this is a very like 1990s early 2000 thing because i remember like being in high school and being called a freak and it was like a thing like it was a real label it was not a good label and then we tried to like take it for ourselves but i mean it was and i late had, 90s
1: mid late 90s we took it for ourselves it was like yeah filter, are you are you a freak because like all the all the, all the all the nine yuppie or jock kids or dorks basically fell into the freak category but then there were subcategories of freaks you'd be like just just a freak you could be a goth you could be whatever those were all sub freaks
0: (laughs) yeah uh, i think it was like more negative then it's starting negative but then it was yeah yeah i I just don't think it's a term like i would say it's not a term that's used to put people down anymore but maybe I could be wrong because I don't really talk to people I mean I did have like the there was an incident like probably like five years ago or so and I was at a cattle auction or I was at something in like a very podunk part of Texas and somebody was talking about this was talking about this charity and he was like this is how we keep like our kids from becoming tattooed freaks and I'm like sitting in front of him like really motherfucker do you how much money i donate to this and i'm like okay um but yeah so i was just i was thinking it was interesting just this and it's uh something that will probably come through in, in further episodes just that term freak
1: yeah i don't i don't think it was meant in the way that we meant it in our 90s uh subcultural ways i think this was more meant as like the you're a fucking weirdo
0: yeah but it's very negative like but yeah. dean like makes it less negative but like hey i one to okay it, we're
1: freaks like yeah we are we are kind of deal yeah. we are abnormal
0: we That's are all. abnormal we are not a part of normal society um so then as they are going off dean's like sorry i'm gonna miss it how many times am i gonna have to see my own funeral
1: yeah I'm, i know it about that too because he's right but also that seems sounds very uh, uh emotionally
0: i don't want to see my own funeral like that seems I, my expectations would not be met and i would just be very <laughs> depressed like nobody would show up and it, like people would come like dressed badly like nobody like it would just it would be very disappointing well, so i don't to want to say we
1: just have to start writing our established dress codes and attendance requirements and
0: i got real me- i was at a funeral and this was pro- i was in undergrad so probably like mid-2000s and somebody showed up in shorts and i was like and it was san marcus which if you don't guys don't know san marcus is a huge college town full of hippies and 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 oids uh, but i'm like dude put on some pants like I, I don't really have, like, a dress code for funerals. But at the same time, I'm like, shorts are inappropriate. Please don't wear shorts to my funeral. Actually, I just prefer people not to wear shorts at all, especially men. But, you know, that's just me. Because um, I don't want to see men's ugly chicken legs. But anyhow, okay, so dress code for funerals. Um, and that's it for skin. Uh, any parting thoughts you have in the episode?
1: No, I think that – I think it was – I it was an enjoyable episode. I really – uh a because i was able to like not be freaked out the whole time which is pretty rad uh so i was able to like really focus and enjoy the story and then i felt like it was really really strong um character development and baby was in it so i mean all around kind of a win yeah awesome i'm still team baby i'm just saying
0: i thought you were team trunk
1: oh general i mean trunk is part of baby all
0: part all parts of all parts of baby Yeah. yeah cool um well i liked it too uh, i don't really have much to say i mean it's it, it, was, it was a fine. fun it was a
1: fun episode that's what i would yeah. say about it it was fun because it was taking a different type of uh lore i guess i mean we don't really get into like oh why is this guy a fucking shape shifter? other than the story he tells about like his he created this ability because he his life sucked i don't know but they um but they're able to defeat it and move on Oh, i thought it was a fun story at least for the most part other than the grody part <laughs> oh,
0: no no more teeth no more nails grody. please teeth and no the
1: nails probably out we're like cool yeah
0: <laughs> but we and, and we did get to learn about a new band so yay, yay. Grody, grody, yay. band a uh, new old band because we don't well yeah we're not always up on things at least no. i'm not um okay cool so um thanks for listening so this was so episode six burn, like, oh, no. <laughs> all, like the, all the beers up. getting you so
1: <laughs> Season one, episode six is in the bag. This will be our last episode recorded in 2020. It will come out uh, into this as early as
0: January 31st. Oh, no. no, December 31st. Not December,
1: 30, December 31st. <laughs> December 31st. Good night. It's like I'm fuck 2020. I'm yeah, jumping I'm to the end I'm, of January. I'm, out. I'm just yeah. Yeah, I'm done. Yeah, December 31st, 2020. Um, and so um this are like I said, so six episodes in made it through our yeah. uh, first first six in 2020 this year so yeah mm-hmm. so
0: have everyone have a happy and safe new year yes. wear a mask uh be, be mindful of things go get your vaccines when they come on and you can follow us on Drink some instagram bubbles. Drinks and drinks on bubbles, alcoholic yes. or not. We don't judge, just drink something festive. And um, so, you can follow us on Instagram at Devil's Trap Podcast. You can follow us on Twitter at Devil's Trap Pod. You can send us an email and tell us how much you like us or how much you hate us at Devil's Trap at Devil's Trap Podcast.com. And always, you know, subscribe and all the things. Tell your friends, sure. give, give us reviews, um, whatever they be. Um, yeah. So, I guess that's gonna be it for tonight so cheers sir. cheers bitch devil's trap podcast is a don't be a dick production
1: meow intro music arrangement and performance by Dave Cox
0: piano arrangement and performance by Bobby Orozco meow